on the Spencer the Pez, going out at the cons, Renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys! It's a fanboy planet podcast, and here's your host, a man who wants to know what love is and wants you to show him, Derek McCall. It's a shame sometimes this is not video. I because it, I felt like that was a roll up as if a cat was approaching it a was. dish of food. <laughs> so. Uh, that's you. what some of us learn in announcer school on how to Oh, you project. went to announcer school now? Yes, it's the like, Ed McMahon announcer school. Just like Goodson went to uh, medical school? Right. Yes. <laughs> when I spend all those years to get into the announcer profession. Oh, no, okay. Columbia School right. of Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Hi-oh! Oh. I learned that, too. We are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games at 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. It is currently oh, yes. Wednesday, December 10th. If you keep this up all night, well, I don't know. Anyway, we You have... know what? It's a special birthday today, too. Is it? I want to send a special birthday wish to an old friend of mine, an old friend of yours, too. Julie Galicki Chown is her birthday today. Happy birthday, Julie. Julie Galicki Chown. She got married. Yes, she did. All right. Well, happy birthday, Julie. There you go. I think I, I think you passed my class. There you go. So happy birthday, Julie. She passed Julie. mine for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to my left, of course, is my fabulous announcer and the bane of my existence. Lon Bane Lopez. <laughs> and across, giggling and yet dreading the edit, moral compass, sound engineer, and general commentator at large. Rick Brett Snyder, and someday I'm going to save up enough money to go to sidekick school like Lon Sidekick school. Yeah. I thought it was announcer school. But whatever. Was it a lackey or? I just it's it's in our roommate contract, isn't is it? it? Oh, uh, that right, if yeah, I gain yeah. superpowers, he's I'm you psychic, become my yeah. sidekick. That's it. Uh, or maybe Goodson does, but we'll see. Uh, he's not here tonight, of course, because of nursing a of hangover. Yeah, uh, we looked for him in the quarter bins, but we couldn't find him. So <laughs> <laughs> we didn't look very hard, though. No, no, because really, once you got past the. Uh, Antarctic Ninja High School reprints. What really was the point? Yeah. Um, so we've got some comics news. We've got some movie news. We've got some TV news. Actually, a big week for TV news, I'd yeah. say. And um, and uh, we've got something even more important up top. What's that, Derek? We got a letter. Ding, 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 ding. Letter time. All right. Thanks for that. <laughs> Hammer don't sue. <laughs> Rick James uh, is dead. It's that's okay. Rick James. It's okay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a hammer. It's a double lawsuit. We got a, a, a letter from someone who calls himself Sharnold. And mm. he gave How me do you spell that? S-E-A-R-N-O-L-D. And then he spelled it out phonetically for me. Sharnold. Okay. Mm. Okay. I think I just took a Sharnold a little name, while his ago. His name may be Sean Arnold, and he cleverly put it together. That would be, yeah. But, you know, this is the age where we get to be everything. So, Isn't that the guy from Arcana, Sean Arnold? That's uh, Sean O'Neill. Oh, O'Neill. Hey, Sean, if you're listening, Sean O'Neill, 
Uh, Your new name is Call Chenille. Me, <laughs> Chenille. Chenille. Don't. Okay, look, I might be in trouble enough with the guy. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, greetings. My name is Sharnold. I've been listening to you guys since I discovered you at Comic-Con. Yes. And I figured I'd drop you a line just to let you know how much I love your show. You have a perfect balance on your cast that provides opinions from multiple viewpoints as well as having an excellent balance of entertainment and information. Mm-hmm. I especially liked episode 113, The Return of the Unknown Podcast. I had no idea that Lon had such insightful opinions. That's right, baby. I think the dynamic between Derek and Lon is greatly entertaining, so I'm glad you're back, Derek, but I'd like to hear more of Lon being insightful. <laughs> I'd like to wouldn't say... Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? <laughs> yeah. Lon being insightful is like Christmas. It happens once, once a year. year. <laughs> and uh, we and once predict- you get old enough, you don't believe in it, it anyway. anyway. <laughs> and when it's over... It's lost its luster. You hate your uh, parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, I'm always pleased when you guys have special guests, especially Michael Goodson. Yeah. Keep that guy around. He doesn't need to take care of his baby girl. His wife agrees. It's more important that his offbeat comments entertain me on a weekly basis. Hmm. Yeah, P.S. Yeah, there was no signature. I have a moron life tote bag that I picked up in May at Supercon. It's wow. so weird to think that I might have actually spent a bit of time talking to Lon before I even knew who he was. When I realized it's a small world, really. He, discovered, he must have discovered us at the booth uh, at the uh, elusive slash catastrophic comics booth in San Diego. Anyway, uh, so that's kind of cool. And it, hey, thank you for listening, Sharnold. Sharnold, thank you. Terrific. We love thank you for writing. In. We love listener. Emails. I like that letter, even though it didn't mention me. Well, I know. Well, well, you know, know what they say. It's, I like that letter, even though it praised Lawn. So, <laughs> well, you know what they say though is when you know you don't get mentioned, it's because you're doing your job really good. I know, like really acting. well, like you know a what I ninja, mean? like a ninja. You indeed are our podcast ninja. There you exactly. go, Rick Brett Schneider. You're my podcast hand ninja. Yeah, Lon found a new action figure, right. and it's our okay. favorite name for him now. Okay. Uh, and I guess we should also uh, you know, say up top, rather than bring it down, we've had uh, we've had a, a major passing in the world of fandom yes, we have. This, this past week. Uh, and, of course, uh, Chris Garcia on Fanboy Planet did write a, a remembrance. A very nice one. Yeah, very probably, uh, probably out of all of us here at the table, he, if you could say, but, he knew Forrest J. Ackerman the best. But did you also notice, though, that he tried to... Turn it around into well. I'm probably going to be the next Forrest J. Ackerman. So well, um, it's Chris Garcia. Oh, okay. Self promoter. It's, like, it's like waiting for an insightful opinion, Lon. We we pretty much know what we're going to get, and, we, <laughs> and we're willing to and we're it, willing baby. to over. And I'll keep. But we're not here to talk about Chris. Garcia. We're not here to talk about Chris Garcia. We're here to talk about Forrest J. Ackerman, who passed away last Thursday night, I believe. Late, late. Who Thursday was night, Forrest J. Ackerman at the age of 92? Forrest J. Ackerman. Aside from being a literary agent and uh, as he a was, kid uh, publishing um, one of the first fanzines with uh, Julius Schwartz and Ray Bradbury, they, who were li- they were all lifelong friends. Dianetics, what was it? Uh, L. Ron, L. Ron, L. Ron Hubbard. Hubbard. He was actually he was the literary agent for L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. So, but we'll forgive him for that yeah. and say instead that what is probably one of his most enduring contributions to fan culture was he was the founder and publisher of uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland, which was the first professional fandom magazine predating Star Starlog. Uh, well, you know, but it wasn't really a fanzine. It was, I mean, it was a slick. It was a professional production. And when I think so of it's zine, like Playboy I mean, for Geeks, kind uh, of, yeah, kind of. Mm, I'd say yeah. that's probably fair. Uh, you know, aside from Chris Garcia, I, I don't think Chris Garcia will be the next Forrest J. Ackerman. I think the person that really probably laid the best claim and probably is right is Harry Knowles. 
because oh. who was friends with with Ackerman and actually Ackerman uh, published his own uh, had submitted to Harry his own obituary on the Ain't It Cool News, which was a little disturbing yet interesting piece of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had battled illness and apparently he's been in and out of hospitals for about ten years, uh, and it, it was kind of one of those things where. He's come close to death many times. No one was quite willing to believe that this was the time he was going to do it. Well, he made it to 92, man. 92. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now, and he's had some rough times lately with his uh, his expenses. And well, there was, okay, he was collection. famous for the Acker Mansion, which was a huge home in the Hollywood Hills. Is yeah. that right? Where he had just about everything in film memorabilia, any anything prop costume you had seen he An had original the, king kong he had the time amateur. machine he had the original yeah, one of the original king Bella kong goes figures. his cape a ring uh, yeah he didn't um, have superman's cape, cape did he no okay he I tugged on it so. once yeah uh, i thought that was just bad no. bad leroy brown yeah but uh, no oh, okay not even that reference was correct but he <laughs> was married to a lady named Wendane ackerman and she and he were responsible for bringing perry rodin the german science fiction uh, series over to the U.S. for a number of years in the 70s. German? I thought it was French. German. Huh. Really? you got to correct everybody tonight? No, is that I, what it is? I, I'm just trying to get just a corrector. Rodin sounds kind of French. Just but you. Yeah. No, longest running. It's You're up into mad. like uh, maybe 4,000 issues now. Yeah. Huh. So he'll be sadly missed. Uh, Actually, I've got a recommendation. Anybody who really wants to hear a fun and interesting interview with Ackerman, go to geekson.com. And look for uh, an episode they did where they interviewed him for the better part of an hour about his life and career and such. That was really well, good. I read somewhere, and maybe it was on Fanboy Planet. I don't remember, but basically, he nice was if you did, he was the know. guy who basically started dressing up to mm-hmm. conventions. Yeah, Chris claimed that. Yeah, that yeah. he uh, was the first one to do kind that. Of, claim has been made in a number of locations. Okay, did we say cosplay? I guess yeah. um, he's the founder of cosplay. Well, he was the first person to uh, show up at a science fiction convention in a costume. So interesting. I mean, it's interesting. So that's what I say. You know, you you're right. Uh, off the air, I believe Lon commented. Well, some other fan would have come along and been that. But the Maybe. point is, he is he the did. guy that did it. Right. He's the one that did right. it. And uh, we all owe him a lot. Yeah, yeah. He'll be sadly <laughs> missed. Okay. <laughs> he will uh, be sadly another missed. one that I, I that uh, it, it's kind of I don't know how to how to broach it. Uh, the same weekend that Forsey Ackerman yep. passed away, came news that. Betty Page. A legend. The pinup legend. I mean, you know, I don't know if we owe... Well, we do sort of owe her a debt, certainly. Well, sure. Dave Stevenson Stevens owes her a tremendous debt. And uh, just anybody who's enjoyed uh, good girl art um, by any number of artists. Uh, yeah, especially in the last 20 years yeah. who had who had discovered her. Jim Silkey. And, oh, it's over. Yeah. Uh, she she is in a coma now. No one has actually seen her for some time publicly. She has not allowed herself to be photographed, which I think is one of the smartest things that absolutely, she do. absolutely. And, and so she kindest. leaves that yeah. So she leaves that image of herself as the pinup queen, the uh, the model for uh, the character Betty in the Rocketeer, who Jennifer Connelly sort of played in the Rocketeer film adaptation. Um, she played Betty Page. They called oh, her Jenny Blake. Her. They changed yeah. her name because they were nobody knew where she was at that time. They were afraid that she was uh, going to suddenly appear in Sue. And uh, apparently she was kind of oblivious to her fame, to her growing fame. and, and She and was a born-again Christian. Reputation, yeah. And uh, kind of living a secluded life when uh, Dave Stevens found her and interviewed her uh, for his magazine, The Betty Pages. Or maybe it was after the Betty Pages was over, but he had done a, a magazine based on her for a number of years. 
So yeah. Does anyone else think that Gary Fisher shouldn't have been photographed? In the last Welcome, week, Michael Goodson. Well, there we go. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Hello, and I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Guest commentator. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, I, I I knew you'd show up. Anyway, <clears throat> I I look who we what you'd say about me if I did. <laughs> look who we found <laughs> in the quarter bins, people. <laughs> there he is. All right. So uh, now let's move to act- to news, shall we? And uh, we got comics coming up here. Uh, this is where uh, Andrew Preston can go off and get a drink. And uh, the probably for, for longtime readers of DC, there's always things shockingly happening. But Jeff Johns announced, uh, I guess, last night that uh, he'll be leaving JSA. A, he did not actually revive that book. He a lot of people forgot that David S. Goyer, the writer of Batman Begins and storyteller of uh, of the Dark Knight, uh, actually relaunched that with James Robinson for the first two three issues, and then they brought Jeff Johns on board. A little whippersnapper to co-write this young whippersnapper, Jeff Johns. And though he's had a few fill-in writers take his place for a couple of issues here and there, he's been busy masterminding the DC universe. He's had a run of about ten years. Wow. Uh, as far as I'm so. concerned, JSA has always been John's. I mean, even though Goyer, you know, they kind of started, I mean, it's just synonymous with John's, you know what I mean? Like, that was his project, yeah. so. And let me be correct. Now the book is had, was relaunched a couple of years ago as Justice Society of America. He'll be leaving with issue number 26 in April. They have not announced who's taking his place. Uh, he says, though, someone already has, so please, people, stop applying for the job. Huh. Uh, hmm. So, Has know, he finished the Kingdom Come Superman? Uh, it's almost done. One more issue of that. And then he's actually going to be returning to The Flash. He's going to be writing oh, cool. uh, the, the Barry Allen return. You know what I like most about his run is that he, he not only sort of revived that next generation of JSA characters, mm-hmm. but he did it twice. After they yeah. they did the whole first middle crisis, he, he did... Uh, <laughs> the middle, crisis. middle age crisis. Middle, uh, yeah, he, he, he bought a Camaro it. and uh, got a younger mistress. Aaron, after you <laughs> well, I'm going to finish this intelligent thought while you screw around with your tomfoolery. I'm sorry. All right. Go ahead, please. No, I'm done. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, Move right along. About. Okay. I Merlin, think he was right done, actually. He, he really was. Uh, and while one leaves, we've got a return, actually, to an old title. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man gets uh, Roger Stern, who is a classic writer. I do want to go back and say one thing about Jeff Johns' run. In a comment today on two different sites, a friend, he said, I want to thank all the people that came before me and Paul Levitz, who had written the All-Star Comics. And, and even though I know he never read an issue, Roy Thomas, thanks. <laughs> I thought, really? Roy Thomas, who basically revived the Justice Society yeah. in the first place, couldn't be bothered to actually read an issue? Huh. That's a cranky old man, then. Uh, you know, I don't it's know. like me and Fan My Planet. I, mean, only, I helped sure. start it, but never read it. Maybe or listen to his own podcast. No. We're only hearing one here. side. Well, Roy could true. really he could have read every issue and enjoyed Roy it. Roy never blind. written a letter. And that's oh yeah. We Maybe know, he never learned. He did to write read. letters. A long we know time there are a lot of people out there who listen to Fan My Planet and never write letters, right? Yes. And Not we, Chandra. Sh- uh, Sharnold. Sharnold, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Sharnold. We got a letter, Michael. You're late, but we got a letter that praised you. You're gonna have really? to listen. You'll have, have to, to listen, listen to the podcast, podcast later. Oh, no. Damn it. Uh, but uh, anyway, Roger Stern returning to Amazing Spider-Man to write in one of the writers coming back in and do this. Who's Roger Stern? Well, Roger Stern had a huge run on Spider-Man in the late 70s and early 80s. And um, I I think, or even late 80s, he, he wrote what I think I mentioned before on the podcast is I think the single best 
Spider-Man story ever, which is the kid who collected Spider-Man, which they actually adapted for the mid-90s animated series. They they kind of... Yes, you've in. talked about it on this yeah. podcast many times. Well, at least once. I'm trying to give you, oh, okay. uh, right. you know, some kind of touchstone. He's been an editor for DC for a long time, and now going back to freelance writing and going back to Spider-Man. But uh, I did not get a chance beforehand to pick up the first issue that he wrote is on the stands today. So I, I don't know. Uh, don't you... So it could be terrible, books. right? It could be. Could I be. don't know. I doubt it, though. He's a very good writer. I don't know. A lot of those 70s guys, they uh, they don't have the rhythm that uh, I think our generation is used to reading anymore. I'm going to lay down a Go Michael ahead. Goodson Go challenge right now. Why don't you pick that up and, All and right. read it and come back to do homework. Okay. You know, and just uh, sure. and, and just come back and give it okay. an honest. Right. And I will. Be a sight unseen. I will. I will do it. Okay. I know. I'm gonna. I know. I'm not. Go buy it for me. I'm not. I'm not pushing you okay. here. Go buy it for you. What? Uh, all right. So uh, and then okay. I got this really. I I thought desperate, sad uh, email from Boom Studios, a a publisher that I kind of like. Is Mark Wade? Uh, Boom. Yes, Mark Wade is uh, the editor in chief there. And there, by the way, they're having a a Christmas party next week. Let's at, go at Meltdown Comics in Los Angeles. What titles do they do again Too that we far. like? Uh, that we like. Uh, hmm. They do uh, no, no, explosion. Actually, the Cthulhu. The Cthulhu books. Oh that yeah, you read? I like those. You know, I no, read no, all I'm those. kidding. Of course, they do. They do a lot. We like Hero Squared. Uh-huh. Uh, Love it. Which is a great book. Um, and they've done a pirate book. They've Love got a it. lot of zombie tales things going on. Oh, yeah. That was they did the Godfather Revival, which uh-huh. I don't know. Some people seem to have enjoyed that. Yeah. It's um, the Mark Wade company now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark Wade's the editor in chief of, of Boom Studios. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're in Los Angeles, you go to Meltdown Comics, which I believe is on Melrose. I hate uh, crashing a party open. and being not being able to say how much I love the product. It's too. open to the public. Are you going to go down there next Wednesday, the um, 17th? Yeah, who can tell? Oh, you're right. Because you, you got vacation days. I got vacation. Off the wazoo. That's what you bragged to us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so they said. Is one and they said uh, for a new title that's coming out at, right after Christmas called The Remnant, and it said now we know because of whose name on the cover, whose name is on the cover, you might not want to check this out. But really, it blew us away. Rob Lee showed up in the and and it didn't say whose name. It was like who could it be? Whose name on the cover alone would make me go? No way on God's green earth would I pick up this book. So they sent a little uh, PDF of the first ten pages. And I read it, and it was actually okay. I, you know, kind of. I can't tell where it's, it's called. The remnant. The remnant. Not the revenant. Or no, I was going to say. Revenant. Didn't we just read that? No, yeah. no. The remnant, uh, created by everybody's favorite Baldwin brother, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so <laughs> I did this because. Fresh it, off it, it was of, actually uh, a pretty readable first ten pages. I can't speak for the book. I think they may be sending me a review copy, and I'll come back and 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 that's my challenge. Is so I'll wait, read you're it. laughing because it's Stephen Baldwin, but you actually like the book? No, I'm not you saying. Got I'm not saying. It, I'm not you? saying that I. The Why art, don't you just I judge really, it by what it is and not? I really who makes it. Uh, because I I learned it from you. Okay, <laughs> I learned it from you. <laughs> Whatever. I read Tony Loco. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Did you see Punisher Warzone? I did see Punisher Warzone. <laughs> well, that makes one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so <laughs> I, I looked at the, the art was actually really good. So they found some, uh, a new artist. <laughs> I love the way you're talking. Julian, the art was Julian uh, really good. Because I can't speak for the story. If I've only read 10 pages, it's like reading six pages of a book and yeah, writing off a graphic it. novel. The setup was fantastic. Uh, but the art, I will say, Julian Tedesco, up-and-coming penciler, really good. So Okay. Um, 
Also announced, IDW's got this Star Trek countdown book coming uh, for issue. Is it like the end of the Star Trek universe? Is that why they're doing it? End of the next generation, I guess. Because I I would Uh, assume that after, um, what was that last one? The last movie? Nemesis. Nemesis, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Never saw Uh, it. After, not a lot of people did. Star Trek franchise killer? Yeah, Star Trek franchise. There it is. Uh, Wait, what number was that? Ten? Oh, I don't remember. Because what is it like? It odd broke number one. It actually, I think it was ten because it broke the uh, the long established belief that even numbered Star Trek movies were great. And no, 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 no. The the odd ones are bad. The even ones are sometimes, are sometimes great, but they're not as great. bad as the bad ones. And I'm a I'm a fan, a big time fan. But you cannot tell me I that like two, all four six. Yeah. I can't say much for eight. Okay. Uh, it was okay. Actually, eight made my wife into a temporary Star Trek fan. Wait, which one was first eight? First Contact, when they the Borgs and they went back in time. Yeah, to- first Wait, Contact no, no, was no. good. There was one after First Contact. Yes. Uh, that was eight, then there was nine, which was the one. Well, you just uh, said Nemesis was nine. nine oh, no, you said ten. ten. I don't know what number it was. Is ten. Nemesis yeah. is ten. What was the one, where the, it was the one after kind of first, or like two after First Contact, wasn't it? Or they go to some planet and yes, that's number nine. Graphs? But no one can think of no one can think of the right. name of it. The one that felt like a long episode. <laughs> right, right. Oh, one of the uh, I didn't see that one. one. It was, was not number one, and I went. You know, it was, I just it I didn't forget the TV episode, yeah. much less a movie. Yeah, so, it was terrible. Anyway, Trekkers just uh, down. was that uh, directed by Frakes? Yes, it was. I think it was. So after Nemesis and the Star Trek: The Next Generation universe sort of died. Of course, Paramount is doing this reboot of the franchise with Jay Abrams and uh, Roberto Orsi, the guys, well, basically all the team that's doing um, Fringe on TV. Uh-huh. Uh, is the writing, directing team. My new favorite show on TV this uh, season. Are you watching uh, it? Of Star Trek. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Uh, so, Doesn't mean I don't like it. Yeah, no, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't tell what you like from no. what you actually pay attention to. Exactly. You I've know. seen. You know what? I've got insight. Okay? Anyway, so the IDW, in conjunction with J.J. Abrams and Orzi and Kurtzman, are doing uh, Star Trek Countdown, which ties the Star Trek The Next Generation universe into the reboot, so which confirms, I think, what we've talked what has been rumored about the plot is that it is a time travel plot. Or has they, elements of time travel in that it. That the Eric Bana Romulan character, I can't remember what, they, what the name has been announced oh, to be. But, yeah. uh, that, that Kaplunk! He, that, he is, <laughs> that he is from Splash. from the next generation's time, gone back what? to destroy it, gone Get back in out. time to destroy the Wait, Federation. I have a question about the next generation. Sure. And I pose this to the entire panel. Okay. I, we just couldn't name the ninth film. You're going to okay. ask the Star Trek trivia question? Yeah. Insurrection. Yeah, that was what the ninth film was called. Insurrection? You're correct. Ah, good job. Yeah. Um, so the question of the Jay panel Wheeler is... that the next time there I see you. Uh, Dr. Crusher or Deanna Troy? Go. Crusher. Crusher. Tough. Rick? I'm Crusher's gonna go with... got a kid who's kind of a snob. And dude. Troy was uh, single. But he evolved. <laughs> he does warp around the universe so That's... <laughs> Troy was single and could feel your feelings. I yeah. would like you to remember something else. The Crusher was a redhead. You red play with fire, you get burnt. <laughs> Redheads are crazy. Prove it. <laughs> okay. Uh, this part will be edited out and with his headphones on mysteriously. Uh, so <laughs> He never gave an answer. Let the record show. You're right, I didn't. Okay. Okay, so anyway, it's a four-issue miniseries starting in January, tying into then the, the May 8th uh, launch of... 
Star Trek. Sure. It's called Star Trek. It's Star Trek, yeah. Yeah. So, it's not uh, the motion no, picture. No, no, no. It, no, it needs not. a subtitle because they're going to make another, and then we're going to have to do A New Hope. You know, you can't call it Star Trek or Star Wars anymore. Well, we but the first one's called just a new hope. called The Motion Picture. No, it's right. Star Trek The Motion Picture. Right. The first I, I know. Well, I'm saying it's, yeah. it's the subtitle. This one's called The Star Trek. And, uh, and really, I saw Star Trek The Motion Picture, and that's all it was about was just Motion slowly yeah. moving across. Uh, yeah, uh, so Still beginning the curse, sleepy. right from number one, exactly. Uh, and then Lon wants to talk about because you're the only one I think who can. New Avengers reunion. They're bringing back. Well, this is from the aftermath of uh, Secret 20th, Invasion, twentieth uh, anniversary, twentieth reunion of uh, the of the Avengers class of 1968. Is that right? And then uh, um, I don't. And it's going to kind of dance around awkwardly and listening to listen to Jefferson They're Starship. They're going too. to bring back a one of my favorite couples in the DC, in the Marvel universe, Hawkeye and Mockingbird. Okay. Anyone? Anyone? Steve, pre-order me three. Um, Done. Can you explain to me why you consider them your favorite couple or well, one of your favorite couples in the Marvel one universe? One of the so bird themed. I mean. So one of the uh, oh, the Mark selling Bird. points that they I forget what who, about the vulture is that their father in law anyway. maybe yeah. um, but uh, one of the selling points was that they are the Mister and Mrs Smith of the Marvel universe before there was a Mister and Mrs Smith exactly sure. but basically I remember I don't know if you guys remember the original Hawkeye miniseries can we turn down the uh, comedic uh, audience in the background they're applauding your point oh, I mean, yeah take me. it while you can it's the puppet guy feel the kudos I don't think puppet comedians are funny. But anyways, um, the the original Hawkeye miniseries. Did you read that? Uh, many, many, many years ago. When I was a kid, and I read out. that when he had the the flying motorcycle bike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Before that's after he, he went deaf. And that's 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 why he went deaf because deaf because he went because that miniseries. But anyways, yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm a big Hawkeye fan. This it interests me that they brought back Mockingbird because of the Secret Invasion. I think it'll be a fun little miniseries. I'm I'm looking forward to read just because. You know, action adventure, Hawkeye. She, you know, he's he's bullheaded. She's stubborn. Fireworks are coming. Okay. Yes. And uh, and the second issue will feature a crying Jennifer Aniston because he left her. Yeah. From Mockingbird. Well, I once she you finds just out, push that and you have the you have the gall to hate heroes lately. It's like, wait, what? Oh. No. <laughs> the gall to hate heroes. The gall. The gall. Save it for TV. Oh, yeah. Once we get to TV, then you can talk it's about on. the gall. The gall of Lon Lopez. To hate heroes. Yes. Well, we don't the, talk about his bladder. Right. Let's move to movies, shall we? Movies. Yes. Uh, the day <laughs> the Earth stood still. We may have to podcast from a different store. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the Day the Earth Stood Still remake. We've got, we actually, this may be the second week in a row of a new feature, of the same feature, Sight Unseen. Lon Lopez is going to review for us The Day the Earth Stood Still. Do it. The crowd's well, going crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I kind of thought. Be insightful. I kind of thought Keanu was kind of stiff in this one. Mm, um, mm, you know, not a lot of alien. Not, yeah, not a lot of acting really. Mm. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, hot as always, mm-hmm, kind of mm. doe-eyed and kind of kind of quiet and slow. Uh, the whole movie just kind of had of a you know an Independence Day kind of take over the world kind of feel. How was uh, Jaden Smith? Uh, son? Jaden Smith was believable as the young kid. Um, so I, I bought it. Fell right into your trap, didn't he? I bought into it. <laughs> he came back out of that. <laughs> Jaden Smith is horrible. 
And uh, I thought Gort, though, looked a little bit like the Silver Surfer, and I wasn't too into the graphics. But overall, uh, it's a movie about the end of the world, and I won't spoil it for anybody. Is it a message movie? Uh, you know, there's kind of that annoying... Are we supposed to learn something from this? Take it away. message, you know, save the planet, be cool to your school kind of thing. But uh, they leave room for a sequel? Um, you the know, day the Earth revolved again. If not, they could probably do a prequel. The day the earth held its breath. Maybe. Or the day the earth kind of shaked a little bit. Gasped in horror. But uh, overall, I give it a... And what I notice about it, and as you mentioned, again, off air, we watched, as we've already just laced several references to this week's episode of The Big Bang Theory. And I can't wait to see it for this. They had a commercial for The Day the Earth Stood Still in which really I felt, and I think you're agreeing with me, the selling point of the film was not the film... But it's the only place where you'll be able to see the exclusive trailer of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Can't wait. I'm leaving after the trailer. Uh, You may not be the only one. Well, I just thought that was kind of a funny thing to put in your advertisement. Like, look, if this little commercial didn't get you to come to our movie, guess what? Wolverine will! (laughs) We got a trailer for Wolverine! sexiest man alive! Give us $10 to see a trailer. That will release on the internet a week later. Two days later, yeah. Right, but it's also one of those things where it's like, really? Nobody goes out for trailers anymore. This isn't 1989 and Batman's coming out next summer, you know what I mean? So, stupid. That does that doesn't give me much hope for this movie, but although it's happening more and more often, people were talking about. Did you see the Star Trek trailer at the beginning of um, Quantum of Solace? Yeah, but it was also in front of Quantum of Solace, which was a decent yeah movie, and you know. But I then I also saw the preview before it even was released, so wasn't it? No, wasn't no. it online? No, no. Well, somebody uh, after Black Quantum Market of Solace was released online. had uh, oh, filmed okay. it, and it was like you know, curved. It was bad. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, my prediction for this weekend: four Christmases will be number one yet again. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 still hoping for Bolt. Uh, but another sight unseen. Here we go. The spirit opens uh, on Christmas Day. That's and a little far, though. Is you want to do, do a sight unseen? Sight unseen for the yeah, spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we might actually see that. I might actually. See you that might actually, but Lon won't. So yeah. you know, it's... Well, it kind of reminded me of Sin City too. There you go. There we go. That's a preview. Speaking of sequels. It was announced John Waters has uh, been hired Ooh, to write a treatment. He's been doing a comic book uh, he's been, movie? He's been writing a treatment for Hairspray 2. Michael's oh. thrilled. Never seen Hairspray 1. Oh, well. Uh, There's just enough time What's in there this one called? Moose? Hairspray 2, <laughs> in which Zach, he wants Zach Efron to go through puberty and have, a t- have uh, three pimples that talk to him and sing. <laughs> and uh, Was that in the first movie? No. And people are angry with funny? Tracy Turnblad for being fat and refusing to lose weight, while John Travolta's character uh, does lose weight. Uh, and then Christopher Walken turns out to be a chubby chaser and uh, is more interested in, in fatter women. So, What the heck are you talking about? Seriously? Is this the treatment? This is the treatment. Holy crap. Because John what? Waters is an amazingly twisted man, so... I feel it was worth mentioning because I, I would not have thought there was going to be a hairspray too, and it may to, not happen. We but. have to remember the hairspray in and of itself is one of his more accessible works mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the general to the mainstream. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And then made into a Broadway musical, and yeah. uh, I'm waiting for him to do Transformers three. John Waters, yeah. oh John Waters, you know what? A John Waters Transformers three, complete. With I'd watch it. Scratch and sniff <laughs> card. Mm-hmm. E- a lot of Metal cars. Is that motor oil? <laughs> yeah. There's a, uh, yeah, yeah. 
and the bumblebee descri- disguises himself as butterfly. Uh, so, uh, Batman three had a little news because, of course, the Dark Knight DVD came out this week, and, and Christopher Nolan's doing a lot of interviews. And the news is what the news has been for weeks. He's again saying, "I've written some treatments." Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> it really is. If you want it to be anywhere near as good as two, leave me alone. Uh, yeah, which I think is... is, is That's it, a fair thing to say. It, I think I it agree. is a fair thing to leave say. Leave the man alone. Because he points out, he said, and no one could have predicted. He did not predict that he was going to have the success he had with The Dark Knight. And, you know, that, w- that when something makes that big an impact on the culture, he, says, he just doesn't want to have the third one suck. Yeah. If he does a third one at all. So the question, yeah, thank you. The question that goes before is, is, is Warner Brothers willing to wait when, you know, we've this got... This just in, when Zack the, Snyder to direct Batman 3. Uh, when the director of uh, of Twilight's already been fired from yeah. the sequel because uh, she wanted to actually wait until the, she felt the script was actually shootable. <laughs> and, they don't care and about they being don't care, good. You know, um, they don't it's care Twilight. About. Come on. I, well, that's true. On one hand, I... They've got to hurry up before their fan base but grows have, out of it. I have taken a challenge, another challenge, completely unrelated to you guys, is that enough of my students have complained. And I said, I laid down at, in my English uh, junior English class yesterday, and I said, all right, I know one of you has a red copy of Twilight with you right now. Loan it to me, and I will read it for Christmas. And you have it now? I do Wait, have a copy of red copies no, of it? No, no, no. I said it's already read. Like, oh, you just, they just carry it around because they like to give them to each other and go, oh, you've got to read this part. Oh, How many oh. girls whipped out their copy? Three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How many girls whipped out something else? The thing you Thank have you. to remember about The Dark Knight is that he really did take some really big risks in that film. If Heath Ledger hadn't turned in a performance like he did, if it had just been like a half-assed Joker... And died, no and one that, would have cared. No one would have cared. It would, it would have come across as just kind of weird Thanks, and Brett stupid. Ratner. So, I mean, he's got a point. The, the, yeah, the, no... He needs to work on. Sure, he needs to figure out which villain he's going to do, and then how he's going to pull that off. Oh, he's going to talk the actor. Film. He's going to get yeah. to do it. I once again say, David Tennant is the Riddler. That's all I'm Agreed. saying. I, 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 yeah. Case closed. Case closed. Uh, Done. Wanna, and now, as we mentioned earlier, alluded to, one member of the podcast team did see Punisher Warzone. Oh right, that's you. Real fast, just to touch up on my review from last week. Now that you've seen it, now you that I've were seen right. it, it's okay. Here's my review. It's god-awful, but it's the best Punisher movie yet. Do I fear the yet? <laughs> I'm just saying, so now, far. Although, you're saying you know, there's room for a sequel, like a... No, I mean... To be continued. There's always, it, there's always bad thing. guys to be killed. <laughs> well, it flopped, apparently. It only four made million. like four million, so they're not going to make a sequel. It, 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 it was the highest opener of the, of the weekend, it debuted at number eight, but that was highest of all the movies that opened last week. Mm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it did not do well. So there's going to be a commercial. Number one, New America, <laughs> movie in America. The best of the Punisher movies yet. <laughs> Lon Lopez, Fanboy Planet. Mm-hmm. You know, I will take it. I'll go ahead. Yeah. I, I, it really, Here, here's what it is. It hurts me that Chris Garcia is the only person that anybody except from Fanboy Planet that anybody has ever quoted. quoted out of well, here, here's the thing. It's ultra-violent which I think you have to have for the Punisher movie. The violence in it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Stevens? Ray Stevenson? Stevenson. Stevenson makes, I, I, from the trailers, I was like, who is this clown? From the movie, I was sitting there automatically. He's like, yeah, I believe it. And he looks like the, the Brad Street Punisher kind of version. 
Um, It'll be artist Tim Bradstreet. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's the directing style. It felt very European, but that's the director. She's, what, Russian, I think? Lexi. Yeah. Lexi Alexander. Right. Um, it's not. I've read other websites talking about how the direction was awesome, and I can't wait to see her do Jonah Hex or something. And I'm like, mm, she's not, you know, there completely. I mean, it was. It would felt, you have a suggestion at this juncture to say who would make a good Jonah Hex director? Who does good westerns? I don't know. I mean, Clint Eastwood? I don't know. I mean, seriously. Doubtful. Uh, right. Yeah. But I mean, like, you don't get a Russian chick who, you know, to do a Jonah Hex western Is movie. Is it going to yeah. do a huge international business? You know what? It, I, it, I could see it translating well internationally because it's very cartoony violence, you know, I mean, it's... Who doesn't love the American who kills everyone? Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's, you know, I think it'll, you know... Uh, everybody well right sense. now. <laughs> but I do have to say, it does have one of the best parkour, you know, parkour. Yes, being, uh, yes. It's one of the best parkour scenes in cinematic history. Which is sort of that uh, building r- building running art form that, was, urban, featured, that yes. was featured in the beginning of Casino Royale, which... Right. Uh, yeah. Can I just spoil that part now? Or is I thought it, it was murder in a golf course. Can I spoil it or do we want to wait? <laughs> That's, yeah. Why don't you wait? Okay. Because if you see it, it's probably the best part of the whole movie. It made $4 million. No one's seen it. Go ahead. Spoil yeah. it. No one's going <laughs> to see it. Watch it. You know. Sure. Rick might go on a lunch DVD. date. You know what? It's so true. Sweet. Rick and I might have a, you know, see? Okay. older well, guy's wait. night out. Cool. We'll yeah. wait. We'll, I would go, actually, we'll go to the Twilight Show at 5. Here's the actual and thing. we'll get... Uh, I liked it. I gotta it. be home. The thing yeah, is, exactly. I liked it. I, I would go, go see bed. it again. I mean, I, I thought it was terrible. Oh, really? You'd like to see it again? <laughs> but I would go see it again. You'd go see it again? Yeah, oh, let's go on Friday. Friday. No! <laughs> You've led me down that primrose Scott, path once before, Lopez. No, I won't. Yeah, how many times you flaked on me before? Uh, no. Okay, anyways. Not not one, really. Right. Uh, let's go to TV news, shall we? Big news for us as fans of uh, probably, is it what I well, let's let that. Let's wait for the audience to calm down. One of okay. your favorite comic books, Michael Goodson, would you say, uh, being picked up or at least put to pilot, Fables. Fables, hey! Fables. ABC yes, is trying to develop a Fables that. pilot. Um, now I it, just read issue seventy five. I'm 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 complete now. I can die. Yeah. Is it? Did it end? That's well. It, it ends the main uh-huh. thing that they've been. And then they, when they figured out, a, and then it continues. I mean, it does have an ending in sight, which Vertigo is very good about creating. But but Bill Willingham has still stories to tell. And in fact, they're going to spin off next se- uh, next season, next year, a Cinderella Agent of Fables uh, six issue miniseries. Wait, Fables? What's the pilot? What channel? HBO? ABC. 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 Ooh, really? Now, what I didn't realize was that actually NBC had tried to develop it a couple of years ago, and they cho- they had a choice between Heroes and Fables, and they chose to put Heroes to pilot instead of I would of think Fables. Heroes would be cheaper. And that's what well, I was thinking. Heroes was, was hot. The, Superheroes was hot three years ago. How are you going to do the farm? Ago. Yeah. Well, no one that? knows because the, the thing is that they're not doing is they're not including Bill Willingham at all. Apparently, oh, no. Bill Willingham had been aware – DC took, called him to the office and said about four or five months ago, um, yeah, ABC's looking at this, but... We sold yes, your property, buddy. But Sorry. It, but, you know, keep it uh, keep it secret. Here's Alan now. Moore's number. And then when it was... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I laughed at it. Here's right. A- that was good. That was good. Uh, <laughs> so That one's for you, Chandra. Charnold. <laughs> 
That's why he's never going to write you letters. No, he's going to write another one, (laughs) and it's going to be the exact opposite of what this week's was. Whatever. Um, He's still laughing from that Anyway, the writers on the Fables pilot right now, and they wrote the series called Six Degrees. Didn't do well, but it was on, you know, didn't survive this writer's strike last year. I don't think any of us has ever heard of it. Is that based on the the Will Smith movie? I did see it. It had had people on the bus, and she was topless. All I remember the commercials and thought, I should see. No, I don't really need to watch another. Yeah, I, I don't know. So there was, was it a comedy or drama? It. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, uh. it was a drama, possibly with a supernatural edge. That mm. I, no? wa- I think I watched the pilot and thought, you think? Okay. this is uh, Brothers and Sisters on ABC. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Okay. Uh, yeah, the other uh, movie they wrote was Electra. So wow. this is one Ooh. of those. <laughs> this is one of those where I was like, say goodbye to fables. Like fables. What a great idea for a, a weekly series. That could be really cool. And then when they're focusing on the and there are all these you know fairy tales just happen to be living in exile they keep running into each other in New York City I'm like wait this description doesn't sound quite right but that so, could just been the Hollywood Reporter getting it wrong the real problem with this is that the nice thing about fables is the subtlety into which they introduce the characters as being related to and the you stories think, and you don't think on and network you, television you can be subtle about I it I don't think so I think you know they're going to say. Oh, that's Little Red Riding Hood. Where's her Little Red Hood, and why? You know, or and there's a lot of characters in there from fables that are not mainstream too. Yeah. So. Yaga, yeah. Ba- ba- Yaga Baba Yaga. Baba so they Yaga. probably are going to have somebody for the exposition. They're probably going to have the or little reporter or the Roger ne- Exposition. Right. And then just have her like, wait. So what fairy tale are you supposed to be? And then they explain it yeah. every week. And oh then, Lord, yes. Yeah, or they'll do it in subtitles. Oh see, Hollywood. Only at Family I Planet will you see this criticism because, like, all the other websites, are like it's fantastic fables. The close thing to criticism is Bill Willingham saying um, they're not asking me to consulting with me at all. And I'm like, you should. They're the guy, just stealing the idea of like yeah. fables in the real world. We can do that. Give me some writers. Hey, oh, it's, it's, it's like got Shrek. a fan base. We can do whatever we Where's want. Where's the big green ogre? Where's yeah. the big green yeah. ogre? It's Shrek. Yeah. So, I don't know. Be chains into a giant wolf. How are you going to do that? No, you're not. Sorry. <laughs> Give it up, people. Another thing definitely coming for next season. Jack of Fables. Jack of Fables will work. Not that many shape-shifting people would, in there. No, Jack of Fables would actually be really cool. Hot um, ch- three hot chicks chase them around. Come on. Everybody loves that. Bagman, you just get some gunny sack, paint them black. We can do this thing, people. I'm loving that. <laughs> Michael, I'm loving Michael that. Goodson, executive producer. You're right of treatment up now? Um, uh, Michael and I have, you know, formed a production company, and uh, that's that's the extent of his participation. He's given this little thing on the podcast, and then I go, you work on it. Here you go. Where's my hero clicks? Yeah, lost. exactly. Um, oh, history repeats itself again and again and again. Uh, anyway, show well, this, what's actually happening next, week, uh, next year uh, on television, the groundbreaking... Um, frightening word uh, that NBC is planning to not actually sh- broadcast new series past the 10 o'clock hour. Instead, five nights a week <laughs> no! from 10 to 11 p.m., resolving a, a contractual problem they had. Killing television as we know it. No, it's not The Tonight Show. The Tonight Show still will be hosted by Conan O'Brien. He's been very specific about the saying the table, the format for The Tonight Show, the Johnny Carson Tonight Show stays. Why don't you actually say what it is? Jay Leno will be broadcasting five nights a week at talk show at 10 o'clock. Have they have a name yet or no? They haven't even said it's a talk show. I, no, when yeah. did NBC become a basic cable network? When, 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 when they started putting out crappy shows with Christian, what's his name? 
Christian Slater. Dale? Christian Slater. 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 Yeah, I like that show. Oh, that oh, well, it's no been one canceled, else did. but yeah, yeah. yeah my Have own you worst watched enemy. Any? Yeah. You just, well, I mean, bagging on the Slate Man. Yeah, no, that that I watched part of that and went, oh, oh this is terrible. Okay, uh, so I, I mean, I sort of understood Jeff Zucker's like point of saying, you know, he's competing with the CW, sort of uh, Fox, yeah. And Fox only does original programming till ten o'clock, and they only program uh, six, six nights a week, I think. Because he's counting Sunday. I think if you break it down, they do like a seven-hour Today Show in the morning. Then they do uh, that's NBC some infomercials with. Uh, You're right. Cher it's not even a basic. It's not a basic cable network I want to watch. Uh, well, no, Leno was saying that so they still have Chuck. Leno was saying that like Tonight Show was doing. He said it was doing like a four point three rating. And, like, My Own Worst Enemy at 10 o'clock was doing, like, a two-point-something. So he was saying our ratings were better. You know, we had better ratings for The Tonight Show than their dramas did. So I mean, and it's, it's a lot cheaper. And, and it's I just, understand yeah, it's a rating an economic thing. downturn, yeah. it's all about the Benjamins. You got nothing to replace ER. No, yeah. no one's watching them anyway. Well, really. Michael Michael Goodson's version of Jack of Fables could have picked yeah. up that yeah. slot. That's going to yeah. take a year to get up there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got to, you casting. know, uh, you know, pilot season's like April, May, something like that. A lot of like casting that. couch stuff. Yeah, I wonder how long this is planned, did they say? Yeah. Uh, how long is this planned? Yeah. Uh, as long as Jay Leno wants to do it. Wow, because you know they so were pretty much the the, the the one hour drama for NBC is dead right now. They, then. Well, Mondays are unless uh, over the weekends. Uh, you know, Chuck is at eight o'clock, and well, it's kind of a comedy, but it's still an hour. Heroes is at nine. And, mm, okay. you know, so. that's what they were doing. They were at Law and Order, seventeen yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> dun, dun. And all those all in the, the family hour. That's good. Yeah, um, and the thing is that they had you know five years ago. Kind of because they wanted to avoid, I guess the you know the succession problem they had after Carson retired, yeah. of you know the fight between uh, Letterman and Leno, and then Leno won, and you know. But isn't this and this is what I said so off there? But isn't this just a giant like screw you to Conan O'Brien? Like they they were paying all this, they're moving him out to L.A. He was supposed to be the the new face of NBC late night. He is. He still is. But now but he's just still but second banana. Gonna, he's the new face gonna, of late night. Right. Yeah, but everybody's going to Leno's the new face of mid to late. And the question is, as I've already read the criticism But Leno's online, got all the press. Is who's going to watch? Exactly. Who's going to watch Leno to Conan to Fallon? To Fallon. Jimmy Fallon screwed. Three three talk shows in a row. Yeah. I you know there there just not aren't that many people interesting in a night Isn't it kind but of they a might choose get, your own poison. They they might get 10 they might get Leno to Conan or they might get Conan. Well, you still got the 10 o'clock, or the 11 I can't o'clock stand, news. I can't stand Leno, but I'll watch Conan. Sure. Yeah. So I mean it it, it just it doesn't will you matter. watch Conan in LA? Huh? Will you watch Conan in LA? Sure. It's going to change not? a lot of things. Do you think it will? He's a New Yorker. Yeah. I, I see. I don't Letterman know. I moves don't, to L.A. It's a totally different show. Isn't it? Yeah, it would be. But I, I, I like Letterman best of all. So. I agree. I just thought I just the politics of it all. I thought if I was Conan O'Brien, I'm a scared. I would have been a little. I would have been a little PO'd because here, here they set up for the longest time. Coming 2009. Five years. Five years. Yeah. I know. It's been five years. And then years here it comes, and he, here's his big moment to shine. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, sorry, you're still second banana at the network. So yeah. I thought Kimmel had the best line is, I feel like a huge chin has been lifted off my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> then there you go, Kimmel. I like Kimmel. Yeah. Kimmel's actually pretty doggone funny. Yep. Survived. So who knows there. 
In the near future, we have a bunch of shows that I think you probably have more to talk about than I do. We know Joss Whedon's series Dollhouse is finally coming. Which, oddly enough, is uh, kind of a a take on the whole thing from uh, My Own Worst Enemies, where there's there's identity switching in uh, in that show as a basis. This was uh, Joss Whedon's. Uh, mm-hmm. Latest project with uh, what's her name? Um, Eliza Dushku, and supposedly he he was just looking for something to put her into. Yeah, you would. There's no double. I'm always looking the other I, way I, around. I think there's something wrong with the phrasing. Yes. I think rearrange some of those nouns. So, but, uh, uh, <laughs> but apparently it's about a, an organization that some kind of spy organization that programs their operatives to have different personalities, goes out and runs missions. They come back and they get reprogrammed. Oh, mm-hmm. Kind of like the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, no, not really because they're, 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 uh, their personalities change. Well, I, I mean, don't know why you haven't worked your way up to being a studio executive. What do you mean? <laughs> like Die Hard on a bus. Gotcha. <laughs> exactly. Got, okay. exactly. Okay. Good. Got it. But, uh, of course, the main character starts retaining some of her identity across the missions, and that's where... Oh, you knew there was going to be a problem. And hilarity ensues. Mm, hilarity. Well, yeah. it has been troubled. I mean, they did. They shot a pilot once. He scrap, uh, Joss Whedon scrapped it entirely. Yeah. Too many notes. Rewrote it. He scrapped it or Fox scrapped it. But he, here's he, he apparently. Have you seen this promotional shot of... Uh, Let me ba- hold the, the promotional shot The absolute babage that's in that show. The absolute what? Babage. Oh, well... There's I, babage I, there. I, I don't know. Um... Let's see who's in Has there. Has anyone seen the new guy with Alicia Eliza Dushku? Yes, I have seen that. That's the one she with does the, with the bikini. Uh, yeah. Thing. Yes. She does the bikini fashion show. I've seen the yes. JPEGs. That's a fantastic movie. Yeah. It's a lot of bohunks. Let's say that too. There's, yeah. you know, there's yeah, a lot a of himbos. A lot of himbos. That's yeah. the word I was going for. Bohunk. Uh, I predict there's going to be some French made outfits in this show. Sure. And, uh, you know. Sort of like Alias. Oh, there's an obligatory right. black guy. I think it's. I think they've made allusions to Alias. It got uh, me to watch Alias. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's go. Let's go from left All to right. There's uh, Hilo from Battlestar Galactica. There's Joey from Friends. That's not Joey. Uh, Liza Dushku, the hot Eurasian with blonde hair, the nerdy computer programmer. It looks like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the. Um, Deanna Troy lookalike. No, the uh, snooty British uh, chick. Yes, that would be Olivia Williams. And yes. the obligatory black guy who talks like a white guy. And wears an impeccable suit. Yes. Okay. Who was from and, The Matrix? And if you have any complaints, Send please write in to uh, editor at fanboyplanet.com. Or to say, Fox, who programs say, this garbage. Lawn. I hate lawn. Yeah. See, I'm not so keen it like on the is. insights now, are I'm you, I'm just Charmin? telling it like it is. Not so keen on the insights now. This is what happens. If the show's so good, how come it ain't on? It's coming. Thank you. It's, it's, it's coming. First quarter of 2009. It ain't going to last. They were waiting for other shows to get canceled. Inclu- uh, one that's coming on NBC, <laughs> Kings, Yep, which is a retelling of the Book of Kings from the Old Testament set in modern times. Oh, it's not about the... The, uh, the hockey team. Then. No, it's not about oh, the game. NBC. You're so adorable. Well, boom, they're trying boom, something boom. different, I guess. Okay. Um, it's got Ian McShane from Deadwood. Okay, Ooh, there yeah. you go. Who was the he's evil leopard the, in uh, Kung Fu Panda? Yeah, he's being the, he's playing the uh, the king part. Uh, whereas there's a David who's the shepherd who's going to be. Yeah. Sweet. Obviously. That sounds so, so Sam, rad. He, he would be king. It's like I haven't Samuel. heard that it's story basic, It's ever. basically the idea. Uh, no, I think you stopped reading the Bible after the first six no, pages, No, I just picked you? it up again. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. well, eventually you'll get to that story. While I was on the crapper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's basically the story of what if there was a monarchy. I'm going to go right through this. It's still <laughs> alive today and, uh, and uh, active and part of a ruling 
uh, organization. Oh, so it's set in modern times, so it's not like they're right. No, in it's, the past. it's modernized, but sort of an alternate. It's a history. fictionalized uh, current uh, near hence future. Hence your confusion, thinking that it was an adaptation of Megas. Um, right. Of I the thought Megas. I okay. saw this. I thought, well, is this related? to I'm going to say three episodes. Yeah. Okay. It might. It looks like it might be a little complex for Joe Sixpack. Three episodes. No. Send I, your letters to Rick Brenchneider. No. Oh. I don't see any. Ba- Six, I don't see any babage uh, oh, right. here. Uh, but I. I, I, I don't mean, know how to work no emails. Yeah. I don't know how to listen to a podcast. Yeah. Really. I don't think any Joe Sixpacks are listening to Fanboy Planet. The Thank podcast. you, Ian Technerd, yeah. for downloading this and listening to <laughs> it on the subway. I like that, Ian Technerd. Is that yours? Did you just make that up? I just did. Fresh off the press. You you can be funny. All you need now is a caricature. Draw him up, too. Yeah. And uh, another series, the prequel to Battlestar Galactica coming? Caprica. Caprica? Yeah. Tell me, why a prequel? Why not? Okay. I think, um, it, I think it probably has to do with how Galactica is going to end. Because <laughs> <laughs> it may... It may end badly. Things aren't looking real oh, good. It didn't look so thing. good last time I said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, And uh, wait, wait, the previews and, for for this upcoming season are all people walking around in a devastated <laughs> blackened earth thing. And, what uh, went wrong? My uh, I got a shout out. Is Goodson alerted me? I had not realized that Robot Chicken was actually having another season so soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both Joss Whedon and what is the name of the producer of Battlestar Galactica? Uh, Ron Moore, Ron, uh, Ron Moore. Moore, yeah, yeah. Uh, both Joss Whedon and Ronald Moore played themselves on the As robot. Did Seth ship. McFarlane. Uh, uh, yes, I keep forgetting about him. That was a funny bit too. But it was uh, it was very funny to do all the Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> how Battlestar Galactica plots. I like that with a dartboard. Yeah. So, well, this is supposed to focus more on the evolution of the Cylon race. And, and speaking of yeah, Battlestar Galactica, yeah. yes. uh, they've announced webisodes to bridge the, gra- the gap up until the new season. Oh, oh I hadn't believe that. they start December this Friday, December twelfth. For okay. which show? What for which show? Battlestar, Battlestar. Galactica oh. webisodes on SciFi.com. They've Again, done, they've done that before. They've yeah. done it before. Yeah, and and I have to say, either. the last set of webisodes were entirely missable. Yes. You know what? I thought they were pretty but good. But it's it's the NBC Universal plan because they're doing it again with Heroes. There's another set of they Heroes with Office coming. Too. Yeah. And The Office. And they're trying because they're trying to adapt to this, you know, what this is the crazy interweb Series of tubes. Yep. Which is true. I mean, I've, I've been catching up on Fringe and Terminator finally. And, uh, it's a new series called Tubes coming out. Called Tubes? Oh. Mm. No. Anyway. Uh, and then... I think this. What? Go ahead. Uh, this is. We should have talked about this earlier, but uh, recap or uh, chaos. A callback from last week. We talked about how the Dark Knight score wasn't going to be eligible. Oh for, no, it's eligible now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is eligible now. Yeah. Did we? T- we didn't talk about it last week, though, right? No, we didn't talk no, about it at all. Yeah. So we just talked about the film in general for a. Yeah. So it just announced that it was. I guess they lifted whatever embargo they had on it. Great. Now they'll give him best score and spur and call it a day. Right. Hey, you won best song. What do you want? And the winner for best song, Prince, with Bat Dance. (laughs) He did win for something. Prince does have an Oscar. But I think for Purple Rain, Rain, he does have Purple Rain. Um, Well deserved. There was one more show that's actually related to comics, though. Merlin? No. No? What's the other show? You tell me. Black Panther. Oh, I forgot to write that down. On the the bet. Bet. On the BET. BET. Wesley Snipes is returning to TV? No, Jamon Hansu, I think, is the voice of Black Panther, isn't he? You're ahead of me on that. Yeah, and he's dating somebody right now. It's a primetime show. Sure he is. Thanks. Good for him. That makes one of us. (laughs) Some, like, hot, like, popular chick right now. I forget. 
Uh, Ready White. All Look right. it up in Us magazine. It's a it's a primetime animated show. Uh, yes, I haven't seen anything. on They've been hyping it since Comic Con, but we haven't seen anything no. yet. I no. just hope it doesn't look anything like that last Avengers movie. Uh, the one with the kids. No, but they're supposed to. They... No, not the. Not, I didn't. I didn't even go near the one with the kids. The one that was the Avengers two with the Black Panther and. Oh, so yeah. somebody said they're actually tracing Ramita art. I think. Didn't you hear that somewhere? No, but that's okay. No, I, I, I believe well, maybe you. he's doing the panel breakdowns. May, or no, I heard they were actually maybe. I don't. I I'd have to go find that article again. But I'd actually read somewhere that it's supposed to look really close to Ramita's. Well, that'd be good. Run. I love that kind of thing yeah, where they yeah. do something that is. I had also heard. I thought it was maybe from you that it was supposed to kind of be like those Watchmen online comics or whatever, but a little more no, animated. They're confusing it with um, Invincible, which it no, no. I'll, I'll I'll check up and see if I can find the article, but. You mean like panels and then animated? And well, like I said, traced like panel or traced artwork. I thought it's supposed. That's why the bags at Comic Con that had the Black Panther uh-huh. cartoon thing had the actual Ramita art. I think from the comic. There's a strange once again one of those weird. Boy, they really weren't talking to each other. Between. He's not that funny. I'm sorry. Is this that uh, Ron? Uh, yeah, it's the, that stupid puppet. Oh jeez, yeah. Jeff Dunham. It's like, and they're not yes. even drinking over there, right? All right. We got to find a new place. Uh, <laughs> let's all take off our socks. Let's go and then it. walk over there with t- talking puppets. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go to Goodson's. We'll uh, he's got high def. Uh, anyway. Um, high def socks. But uh, in the comics, actually, there uh, it's rumored that T'Challa is going to die and that there's going to be a new female Black Panther. Yeah. Gimmick. Yeah. They're I've seen the cover for that those. already. Um, it looks like it's going to be Storm now. So there's a question as to who is the new uh, Black Panther. Well, whatever. Oh, didn't he have those like little female bodyguards or whatever? Yeah, the, yeah. What were they called? The like the Lodgy or something or the Dora <laughs> the lozenges. Lodge. The lozenges. Yeah, they were something like the <laughs> Beloved or something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was just it was it was sexy. It was very sexy. It's hot, dude. Yeah. I want to be an African leader with two sexy female bodyguards. I don't think. But no, you had ever... to go to broadcasting school. Hiyo. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, you are correct. <laughs> I, I just don't want to top that or follow that or anything. So, uh, you know, I'm going to wrap up here. Uh, if you've got any questions, comments, compliments, or hate letters. mail for lawn, write to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, and of course, we are uh, recording. We are recording at Elusive uh, Comics and Games, two seven two five El Camino Real, Suite one hundred four. And if you have a puppet act, come on down. It's open mic night <laughs> on have, Wednesday night. I have one offer for the next five people that write in. We will give them more on life tote bags. Okay, just like Charnold got <laughs> offer one. or threat. Uh, we are not. Well, I've actually I find the more on life tote bag very really useful to carry around. You can put things in it. Okay, and, and you can promote take things show. out of it. That's I know what I'm doing, and I get two home. functions. One right of there. The, one of our friendly networking things there, moreonlife.com, good stuff. And of course, we've also we'll get, I guess you said next week. Next week we may have a guest from We're, another sister show, Garrett's Games and Geekiness, Geekiness. a podcast. Doug we'll do Garrett a special segment on games for fanboys. So looking Ooh. forward to that for Christmas. That's pretty exciting. And uh, that's it. So I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I'm Lon Lopez. I'm Drunky McGee. <laughs> and I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use your powers only for good.
Oh, what's going to happen? And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. And a one, and a two. <laughs> Listen up, fanboys of the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Wow. Uh, do you remember that show, Femme, what was it? La Femme Nikita on USA? Yeah, yes. I, I know of it, yes. And the chick, Peta Wilson, was yes, the... Uh, she was the vampire in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Right. We were. T- I was telling... Uh, me and Dave, when, when she was in in town for Cinequest, maybe five, six, four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were all at the South First Billiards, and her and uh, Wes Craven were hanging out. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe there was a party there or something, I don't know. Anyways, I was shooting pole, and uh, I made like this totally, and she was walking by, and she made, like, I made this totally wicked awesome shot, right? And she saw it. She walked by, she's all, hey, great shot. <laughs> it's like... Ooh, that uh, deeper voice? Yeah, she's like, hey, very good shot. You know, she's like, hey, nice shot. Well, thanks, Peter Wilson. It was a little creepy. She's mannish. I don't care. Oh, okay. She wasn't in La Femme Nikita. She was kind of La Femme. No, she was La Man Nikita, I think. I don't know. But it was just funny. I thought about that because we saw the, the DVDs on sale at Best Buy, so made me laugh. Sure not. Yeah, That's why I was all, hello. You don't want to listen to the voice hello, commentary that blows the show for you. No. <laughs> yeah. In this scene, I felt really sexy. And then Robert Downey Jr. comes in. Is <laughs> I have memory of you telling me that from the party. Yeah? I have memories of the party. From Saturday? From Saturday. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you weren't drinking, were you? There, no. There are some people... Who don't have any memories. Who have no memory after the poker game began. Dude, when he fell on his own spill, that was... That was Pathetic. just like I haven't had a chance to actually rub that one in yet. Okay, and then I you, I told Lon this. Uh, I got mail not the next day. I think the day after, saying, "Hey, I forgot to get my Xbox from you on Saturday." And I wrote back and I said, "You know what? So the first thing I did coming in the door was hand you your Xbox." He has no memory of it. Yeah, and he said, "Well, maybe it's my." I said, "You ought to talk to Anna." <laughs> he said, "Well, maybe it's in my wife's car." It is probably. Because yeah. I got the email Sunday. Did you drive me home? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Final Crisis uh, 5 is out. Uh, Betty Page in a coma. Betty Page in a coma. coma. I know. I know. <laughs> Better, uh, yes. Uh, Forrest Smith's very famous uh, Girlfriend song from the in a coma. coma. I know. I know. It's serious. Never heard it. We've got a lot of stuff tonight, of course, as the as the year is winding to a close. There's still a lot of news and exciting thing happening. We got some comics, uh, some really cool comics news. You didn't introduce Lon. Oh, man. I didn't. You know, you're Let's right. Let's give some space. Ready? To my left, of course, is my fabulous announcement. And you know, I think what the funniest thing about uh, Frost Nixon, which of course is coming out next week. Yeah. You know, every article on Frank Langella has mentioned. Skeletor. He played Skeletor in the Fast Universe movie. Barbara Walters interviewed him, and she showed a clip of him as Skeletor. So you were Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I had a very good time playing Skeletor. <laughs> what was it like playing Skeletor? Skeletor? A lot of people underestimate Dolph Lundgren as an actor. 
I'm a, right. No, I, not one has actually said that. I, and they're uh, right. I'm, I'm a big fan. I know you are, but for all the wrong reasons. Not gay. Who's like the girl in that movie? Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. Oh, yeah. Played the human girl. The human girl. Uh, Tila, I can't remember who was Tila. Nobody does. It wasn't like Bridget Neal. She's still anything. trying to forget. No. I do remember Man at Arms was John Cipher. I'm waiting for it to twist that thing around one more time. Spider-Man story ever, which is the kid who collected Spider-Man. Ah, uh, is that the one with Baba Booey in it? No, I don't think <laughs> oh, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Roger Stern? Huh? Oh. Yeah. I got it in there. Leave That's room a for edit. <laughs> anyway, they wrote the kid who collected Spider-Man, which... Use your powers only for good. And puppets. And Joe Keating likes us anyway.